This is the Untold Stories of Starting Over. I am Miriam Futai, your host. This is a four-episode series, and I truly hope that as you listen, that the stories of the women would remind you of the strength inside yourself. I pray that it will resonate with you, and if you know someone that you can share any of the episode with, please do. But welcome to the Untold Stories of Starting Over, where we interview great women who are doing great things in our community. It is another beautiful day to be alive. I am thankful. I am grateful. And most importantly, I am excited to have you all here back with me. As mentioned in the last episode, we have this amazing series that I have put together for you for our growth in this 2024. And it is titled The Untold Stories of Starting Over. If you listen to episode one, um, you would know I mentioned how I had to start over a lot of times. And the challenges that I face personally, especially when it comes to the way we as human, the Black uh, community, can be very, very judgmental. But today, I want us to touch a little bit on mindset. So I have someone special with me on the microphone today. If you're driving, I need you to adjust your seat, get ready. And if you're home, grab a coffee and let me introduce you to my guest today. So my guest today, our name is Sherry Saskia. She is a manifestation mindset mentor, and she is the CEO of Anshilate. Did you hear that? Anshilate. Okay. Anyway, she is also a host of the Sherry Saskia podcast, and she is an advocate for inner peace and spiritual growth. I'm not going to do all the talking for her, but today I have invited Sherry to be on this episode to talk about mindset and how we can... um have a much better developed mindset when it comes to starting over or our own experiences around starting over and how she as a mindset mentor was able to overcome that phase of her life so sherry's over to you sis hey (laughs) hey thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast and thank you so much for the beautiful introduction you're welcome (laughs) so um I will give a quick rundown about me. So as Marin has said, I am a manifestation and mindset mentor and a podcast podcast host. Um, I specialize in mindset and I'm just really grateful to come on here and share some of my tools, techniques and experience with you today. That is amazing. Thank you for having us. I am, I've got a book, I've got a pen. I'm ready to take some notes. Uh, well, thank you for that introduction. Now we know who Sherry is. Um, thank you. Now, what we're talking about today is the untold stories of starting over again. I know that you, as a mom, as a business owner, mm-hmm. have there been, you know, like a point in your life where you've actually had to start over from, from scratch, you know, building a business from scratch or a relationship or just an experience in life where you feel like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I'm, I'm, I'm starting over or where you feel like I don't know how to move forward. Like, mm-hmm. you know that a change needs to be made. You know that you need to take a different turn completely. You need to do a 180 degree turn and you're just there staring at, at, at the world like, I cannot do this. So have you, you know, been in that situation and how were you able to actually, what was your story at that time? I can say truthfully that I've been in this situation. Um, I've 
a few a few times within my life um and I think that that is normality especially when you do a lot of personal development work that you notice when things are not right um but I can say that in within the last year I've basically become a new mum um I gave birth to my daughter um a year ago so she's now one and (laughs) thank you so much it definitely is a roller coaster ride um being a mother so grateful for it but it is a roller coaster and I can say that um yeah there's definitely been a I definitely would say that I have had to start over um I had I've had my online business for a couple of years now and and like doing a lot of the online content creation all of um all of the stuff that I love doing came so easy for me before um it was just so easy to do a lot of these things and um I think when I just gave birth after giving birth actually I'll actually go just before giving birth um I'll back up and I'll go I'll I'll actually speak about my actual pregnancy because this is where um I think the starting over really began um pregnancy itself for me I had a decent pregnancy um and I but it was also an extremely lonely pregnancy I felt very alone I lost a lot of close relationships during that period of time in my life and so I just and because when you're um, pregnant most of the time what you're trying to do is just stay as positive as possible because you're pregnant and you don't want to stress out your unborn child I didn't deal with the situations and all of all of the drama that was happening around me, I chose to basically stay zen as possible and just um, decided to try and deal with everything after my pregnancy. But my pregnancy started taking a downturn at the end. So at the end, I started having um, pregnancy complications. And after giving birth and which was an extremely traumatic birth after giving birth um postpartum I have a very supportive husband and even though he was there for me I just don't feel like I had the support I needed at the time but I didn't realize um and as a person that's always been a type a character I've had my online business um very goal setting driven person I just really had the urge as soon as I had given birth my daughter was a couple of months old or just a month old I really just wanted to get my life in order set goals start achieving stuff I know it might sound crazy but this I just wanted to get to get I'm shaking my head because that's me you're describing (laughs) <laughs> me like I just want to get things going as yeah much as I, can. I just want to I, so I get it I just want to get things going but my mistake is not really really acknowledging how I felt at that time I was yeah. extremely my body was extremely weak my mindset was I just felt 
it was extremely fragile at the time and really and truly I just I really probably needed to do a lot more resting but instead I set myself into autopilot of um, autopilot of just doing stuff so I was we moved to a new house bought a brand new house and absolutely loved it but I was trying to do renovations and um, it was just I was doing so 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 much things laundry around the clock when you've got a new baby all the things around the clock and although I had people sort of asking me if I need help because I'm used to always doing stuff by myself I think I just kind of said it's okay you know I can I can do this you know Um, and I did that so much that I started to suffer it um, all the trauma and as I said before the relationships that broke down before my pregnancy just before my pregnancy and then after my pregnancy in terms of certain relationships other relationships and certain things started breaking like I just couldn't find a way to fix it the trauma it started to become traumatic and think it's okay for your body to be in stress like it's okay for you to feel stressed every now and then but I think when you start to feel stressed and it's not um your body is not in fight or flight mode just once in a while your body is in fight or flight mode consistently mm-hmm. which is what my body was in it starts the stress mm-hmm. starts to um, immerse in other ways throughout your body and that's what happened to me so I never had blood pressure issues or anything before having my daughter and then after um I just I was my health just started to take a bit of a turn and everything came to hit when I one night I think I don't even remember my how old my daughter was how many months she was at this time um but I just remember waking, not feeling great um, before going to bed and taking my blood pressure. And I remember my blood pressure was something like 160 or 159 or something. It was quite high, but I went to bed at that point and I just thought, okay, I'm going to rest. It's going to go down. And it didn't. I woke up in the middle of the night. I woke up in the middle of the night to breastfeed, I think. And my head just started turning, 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 turning. And I just remember my daughter went, she was sleeping. My partner, I was pulling the sheets and I was telling him, help me, help me, help me. Oh and I just couldn't, as I was telling him, help me, the tears were just scream, streaming down my eyes. And then he jumped up and he was kind of like what what's going on and he could see there was something drastically wrong and I'd said to him my blood pressure and by the time he had got he literally ran for the machine took put took my blood pressure it was it had increased at that time and he had got on the phone he had called the ambulance and by the time he'd speaking like some speaking to someone on the phone I had lost my voice I could no longer speak and he was saying she can't speak or anything now um they were at the house in seconds 
um, and somehow he had helped me down the stairs and when he helped me downstairs I just remember the ambulance people and everything coming to the house um, and they were checking my blood pressure and everything and they said no she needs to go she needs to be in the hospital now um, and they put me on a stretcher and like I just remember them wheeling me out and my partner saying I'm gonna be right behind you I'm literally gonna be right behind you because my daughter was in the house so my daughter um my sister he dropped my daughter and my sisters um and he literally drove straight to the hospital and when I was there at the hospital I just remember the stretcher wheeling me out and getting into that ambulance and the doors closing on me and the guy just saying to me I just remember the ambulance guy saying to me do not close your eyes whatever you do do not close your eyes do not close your eyes and he was just amazing because I remember when I got to the hospital I had no voice or anything but he was sort of like talking for me so he was saying she's this old um she she can't speak all of these things and and every so often like someone would come right around and ask me questions and do you know how frustrating it is that you want to oh say God. stuff and you you can't you speak can't. so I was like screaming in my head but nothing was coming out um and then they done a couple of tests on me and everything eventually um after a couple of hours of being in the hospital um my voice came back like my voice just came back and it was just so amazing to actually speak and actually sound come out of my my mouth um but yeah I got um some tests and everything done and when all the tests and everything done when all of them were done they all came back as um they couldn't find anything extremely wrong with me or anything and the the doctor said to me um or the um consultant came around and he said to me are you under a lot of stress because this what you 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 came to the hospital and everything and all the signs that you shown were signs of a stroke but we didn't oh see we did a a brain scan and everything and we couldn't find um signs of that there usually is an imprint or something but we couldn't see any signs of that so this is how close you, you basically were so close to having a stroke what is um like are you under stress and I think that is that was my wake-up call that was my wake-up call then that I've always um been an advocate for mindset but never really think never really um fully um looking after my body that's not something that I really looked after and also I never really um I've there's been a lot of stuff that I've gone through and I've been really really um I've got really good at just soldiering on and I think it is partly um being a black woman it's a thing that we constantly can do um, but I've got really good at soldiering on and just saying this is normality this, you know I can get through this and that over years is what I've I've been breaking away and that is why I kind of um, I guess I'm in what I'm in and I teach what I teach because 
the more I learn for myself is the more I can give away to other people. And I just would not want someone else to to go through a, a lot of the stuff that I've I've had to go through pretty much the hard way. But yeah, I think that would definitely be in terms of a wake up call. That was a wake up call. Sometimes we can put ourselves on autopilot and not even realize, hey, I'm, I, you know, I'm just not doing well right now. I'm not, I'm not doing well um, at all. So yeah. You know, um, just first of all, you are an amazing mom. And oh, thank you. Your little girl is so blessed to have you. Um, I can feel the emotions, the emotions pouring out right now as you're speaking. Even though I can see you, I can feel every word um you've just said, and I'm I'm giving you a virtual hug from here because oh, that is um <laughs> the the feel of, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. It was a lot leaving a girl behind, not knowing if you're coming back home. That alone, um. I can relate to that. So yeah, yeah. Um, well done, Mama. Well done. Um, I was just gonna chip in because you mentioned the fact that you don't take help or you were not taking help, mm-hmm. and you also mentioned how we as black women we just soldier on. Um, the strong woman mentality, the strong woman syndrome, and mm-hmm. all of that. And how why this is what you teach, what you teach, because if honestly we can all help one woman do something differently and not have to go through what we went through, then that is a huge win for all of us um, Mm -hmm. together. So just in terms of taking help, I just think, and this is what I believe that this strong woman syndrome, I'm calling it a syndrome because that's what it is. (laughs) The strong woman syndrome is not really helpful and is killing a lot of young black women, including the old ones, the aunties, the grandmas, is killing them, because we feel like we can do everything by ourselves. And I think sometimes we may feel like asking for help is also a sign of weakness, and it's not. It's never a sign of weakness. I have learned to do things the hard way. I would never take help before sharing. Like, Miriam would never take help. But having my daughter taught me how to take help I learned to take help now if you say to me Mariam I'm cooking do you want a bowl of jello fries I might not want to eat jello fries I'm going to tell you yes Sherry's and I'm going to put it in my freezer because I know because <laughs> I know that I might get to just warm it in a week when I'm feeling down or I don't want to stress myself or things like that so for those of you listening to this episode please take help um, mm-hmm. is not a sign of weakness the reason we put out this episode and we're sharing the stories is because we want you to to see that whatever it is you're going through or you're feeling you're not alone some people have gone through it and we want you to learn from us so that you can do it a different way um that doesn't put you um in situations like this sharing mm-hmm. again thank you so much for sharing that part of your journey thank you so much that's okay. I think something that important that you actually did did mention is learning, mm-hmm. because yeah. I think as black women, I'd say again, yes, it is embedded in the community that you can soldier on, but it's embedded within the community. So what happens is sometimes when you are going through certain issues, um, 
if you have aunties or cousins or I wouldn't say so much the the younger generation but the older generation if you ask them for advice majority of the time they just give you advice (laughs) their advice is very old school so they don't things like therapy they don't believe in like Mm -hmm. it's all of these things they don't really believe in so um I think it's 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 understanding what's good for you and also learning just learning to take learning help learning to take help even if what the majority of people around you is saying the the um yeah the majority of people around you even though what they're saying is you know just keep it to yourself don't go to things like therapy you know just soldier on this is normality because that's usually what happens they usually say this is normality or they belittle the situation by saying things like I've I've been through that I've been through that I've done it so you can do it too but just because one person struggles doesn't mean that another should it just it 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 just doesn't work like that (laughs) sorry the aunties are not going to like this one. Oh no, they probably will not. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just because you've struggled doesn't mean we all have to do things the same way. No, it doesn't. We should as as generation as generations go on, we should be getting better. We should be healing. And I think that the healing starts from the person from a person that's brave enough to take the steps for themselves and once they're able to take those steps for themselves and they heal then the next generation will be more healed and much happier with the tools and techniques that um, some of us wish that we would have had earlier and sooner I wish we had so many things sooner. I really wish I had so many strategies sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. Okay, so my next, this is really great. My next question for you is that um, with everything like you, you've just touched on, mm-hmm. and I can imagine, you know, getting into the autopilot mode, we want to start over. We want to get things going. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, we, baby, when I had Peniel, I want to do things better for Peniel. I want to be there with my son. I was on autopilot mode the whole time I had him. I, I'm not a perfect parent, but I'm a good enough parent. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm looking at the two kids, I can see the different techniques in parenting, how, um, this is personal, you know, how I'm parenting them now compared to the me that parented four years ago. The, the difference is huge. And I came to realize this, that starting over, wanting to do things a different way, wanting to do to, to be the best, especially when children are involved, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes we can put a strain on ourselves unnecessarily mm-hmm. because we're doing too much. So I'm just thinking from a mindset perspective, what are the practical steps? Like when you went through that episode, that phase of life, what were the practical steps that you practice or you like, okay, I'm going to put this in place to ensure that, you know, the transition is a lot better. 
yeah there's a lot you know it's less scarier the the stress level can be managed because we do need a bit of stress in our life let's be honest good stress bad stress but what were the practical steps that helped you in that in that time okay so first of all i i don't really hear too many people um talk about this but um I think the first thing, the first thing, the first step that I had to acknowledge is that I have changed and things will never be the same again. They are just not better, not worse. They're just different. Um, I think there's a grieving process of when you become a parent from before you was a parent. So the life that I had, the time that I had, the way that my life was, it will not be that way again. So me trying to um, create um, routines, morning routines, night routines or things that I used to do the way that I used to do it. If I continue trying to force myself to do the same without evolving, it's just it's, it's never going to make things any better. So I think that was one of the first processes for me, almost having that grieving process of understanding this is amazing this is how my life used to be and now this is amazing this is how my life is now it's just in an evolution and just understanding how those characteristics is now and how um i have i have changed and within that understanding what my new values and my new boundaries would be because what my boundaries were before is totally different from what they are now i finish work I don't necessarily just finish work earlier. I don't work as many times a week that I used to do before because now things that I value is spending time with my daughter. And so there are days within the week that I, I just spend time with her. I just will just go to the park with her. I will just read quite a few different books of her. I just, I just spend time with her. So my values generally have changed as well as my boundaries as well. Um, so I think that was that was one of the healing, that was one of the things for me. I think the second thing was carving out time for myself, acknowledging that I need that time for myself, a time to just sit and just be. And it doesn't matter if I was if if that means that I'm just sitting and reading a book, if I'm sitting and just just eating eating ice cream outside, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Just time to myself is important. So just carving out that small time for myself, um, and within that time, do stuff that makes me feel good. So it might be something simple like painting my nails or putting on makeup or doing something for myself and carving out that time as well is also having the flexibility with that because when you're a mother you can't always your morning routine you might not always have half an hour free in the morning maybe you might only have 15 minutes free in the morning or sometimes it's just absolute carnage and you don't even have time until the end of the day for yourself so so it's just having remembering to have that kind of flexibility and that grace and that just to be gentle with yourself but also to remember 
you know, you need to carve out a little bit of time for yourself, even if it is at the end of the day. Um, those things really helps. And then just having, I think the final thing I'd say is just having a release. Um, it's funny because you actually spoke about this in one of your recent episodes. You spoke about stream of consciousness. And yeah. that is my thing. <laughs> I swear by it. I do it so often. Um, and I, yeah, I, I just do it so often because I just find that it's just an amazing, amazing technique. And that was what I would do. Um, I'm, I've never really been the biggest person, biggest person that like loves a lot of writing. So I tend to do my stream of consciousness as a recording. Um, sometimes I do it, sometimes I write and, but there's time, most times I record um, but I found those were super, super helpful. Um, and I I mean, I find that they're really helpful because I always find that they, I'm able to answer things that in the moment I'm not able to even find any reason, any reasoning of, of, of the situation that happened. Um, and it's because we tend to, sometimes belittle our thoughts or um make our thoughts sounds i guess um nicer for other people to hear so it, a good example is if if someone asked me or like someone randomly asked me oh how are you doing today <laughs> and, and that day maybe i'm not feeling great i might have woken up and i just woke up not feeling great and I um, went on my phone, I got a horrible text message and I got in my car and two people cut me up on the road. And um, I went to um, I went to go to Sainsbury's and I wanted my favourite tea and that wasn't even in stock. And all of this has happened. <laughs> and then when the person asked me... Mm. the person asked me and said how was your day how like, how are you doing I just turned around and say yeah I'm, I'm doing fine okay. <laughs> and it sounds funny but that is what we do consistently and in a stream of conscious time when you're having a stream of conscious time it's really amazing because you're not lying to anyone there's no one you've got a front to. There's no one, you're not lying to anyone. Um, you're not putting on an act, you're stripping everything back and you actually say, truthfully, what happened? You know, you went to Sainsbury's, they didn't have your tea, was it in the stuff? Two people cut you up on the road and that really got on your nerves. All, <laughs> all of these yeah. things you you say and then you get to the root of what what your issues is is someone if you got in an argument with someone you you really understand what the issue is beneath all of that that really got on your nerves it might have just been that you felt at that time that you just weren't being heard and so then your next step is making yourself heard <laughs> more more consistently um, and you wouldn't be able to un you wouldn't be able to get those reasons without things like stream of consciousness so that is my long way of saying that it's so powerful and I absolutely love doing it and when I listened to your episode and you were talking about stream of consciousness I was like yeah yeah, yeah. I, was, I was folding my laundry in at the same time thinking yeah yeah this is, I love this <laughs> 
like that I like that question why am I lying why am I lying I ask, I ask myself a lot like why am I lying like what's the purpose of of the lie that I just told I'm doing it a lot and I'm not going to lie um it's been good it, it has really been good because at my time when I'm doing my self-reflection and all of that it's also part of the question like did I lie today I know it might sound silly or crazy but I do like I'm like did I, did I even the smallest of of lie like you know did I tell a lie today and um yeah it's been good mm. it's been really good and helpful yeah yeah I I always something I don't know if you've ever done the make cause miracles challenge by Gabby Bernstein no what's that um it is um well <laughs> everyone knows Gabby Bernstein for mindset um, um so 
yeah she done a she's got a book out I think it's a book um and it's called the Makers Miracles Challenge I did it um uh, I think two years ago two three years ago um and it was really really good so really powerful mindset um um challenge and one thing that she says in that challenge one thing that she makes you do is she says for you to every time something comes up that is negative or it doesn't make you feel good ask you how can I see ask yourself how can I see this from a loving perspective or how can I see this from a loving point of view and I think that that's also super powerful um, because when we feel negative or when we feel um, hurt by something it's usually we're usually not seen from a loving perspective um, when we are like asking ourselves, uh, why did I lie? Um, instead of sometimes maybe aggressively trying to get questions out of us, out, out of ourselves, and let's be real, <laughs> this world can be super, super harsh as it is. So the what we need to not do is add to the pressure that we already feel. Yeah. yeah. So I think something also that is also so powerful is just to kind of have a gentle touch with yourself mm-hmm. and just see see whatever you've written down from a loving perspective and for me also what I have found is sometimes when I have written like I've gone through something really bad um, or I'm going through quite a hard time because we all have hard times even as a mm-hmm. mindset coach I still have many hard times and when I do go through hard times and I, I'm writing it down and I'm journaling out I kind of like to read read back my thoughts and read back what I'm writing and then um, try to think of myself as if I was read if as if my friend was talking and if my friend was talking or my friend had written all of this out what would I say to my friend as from a loving perspective I think it helps us to be better friends to our individual selves yeah so I always think that that's also um super helpful amazing oh my god this I mean we could sit here and do this for two hours um (laughs) but if anyone is wondering if you are wondering right now like what does Sherry's um have to offer or what can Sherry's offer you Sherry's is a mindset mentor. She is also a coach, as you've heard uh, um, said earlier, and she has over a thousand pounds globally. So I know for a fact that she has some openings. Uh, the door to Sherry's, um, the door is always closed. So if, <laughs> even me, I'm, the door is always closed. If you don't jump in on the queue right now, you will never get into it. So, but I'm going to let her tell you what she has um, going at the moment. So over to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have right now the doors are open right now for a goal oh. setting and goal setting and resetting um one month intensive. Um so the goals are open the doors are open for that for the month of January and February. I currently right now have a discount going um for the next three days and so yeah I have it going for the next three days but the doors are open for that apart from that (laughs) um yeah the doors are closed for everything else 
Um, but but I do have a membership um, and that's called the ASL membership. All of the spiritual um, knowledge that I know, everything that I pick up, everything that I learn, I add in the um, spiritual membership. Every month we come out with a new module, which includes a meditation, includes sometimes it's a visualization, sometimes it's a challenge. Um, there is Q&As each month. And um, it's a good way for you to also meet other people, other ladies like you. Um, and I also come over like a masterclass and lesson each month as well, mindset. That happens, um, the module come out monthly and the next time that you will be able to join is within May. But if you'd, like, if you'd love to join, then I recommend you jumping on the wait list. So as soon as the doors open, you are in there and you can join before the doors close again for the next uh-huh. the next season so yeah but if you're wanting to work with me one-on-one then yeah um, my one-month intensive is one place that you can check out right now amazing I'm going to leave all of Sherry's um, link on the show notes our website a podcast listen she has over 200 episodes so you can just being on so much. I picked a lot. If you are, meanwhile, if you are an entrepreneur, you need to head over to the Sherry Satya um, podcast. You will learn a lot about mindset and your business. Mm-hmm. You will hear some tea, some real tea. <laughs> but I'm going to leave all of the links on the show notes so you can head over to um, our official page if you want to work with her or, you know, just want to get to know a little bit more or have a contract or whatever for our so Sherry this has been amazing before you go what would be the one person um if there was someone listening to us right now who is in the process of starting over just like a baby a career change a life change what would be your one word of advice for that person my one word of advice take grace with yourself be gentle with yourself and just remember that right now it is a phase and you are not stuck in stone you're not a tree so you can always change you always have the power to change we all do it's just a mindset shift that's it it's just a mindset shift so just stop, take a breath, take several breaths and think about how you can look at the perspective that you're in from a loving standpoint and move forward. Thank you so much, ladies, aunties, mommy. I know we touched on a little bit of aunties. Please don't come for me. You can come for Sherry. Oh, anything. thank you. <laughs> but um, this has been so so good we still got two more series um two more episodes on the third and i just want to remind you what sherry said she said take grace i'm holding on to that so until next episode aunties mommy sisters take some grace thank you so much sherry thank you so much bye